I'm from this. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt. Gotta get back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game. Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, Mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, boy, that's me. Roll out the trailer, I'm flossing. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Yep. Them cold kind, we're tossing. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. Get I hit the high side, boy, I park it for Brian Clausen. Uh. I do them like Kyle Larson. Watch me throw them sliders. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Joined tonight by Matt and Ryan here in studio. Got to say right there, we usually cut it off after uh, I park it like Brian Clawson, and I didn't realize right after that he goes on to uh, to talk a little bit about Kyle Larson, who is uh, hands down um, who the most, <laughs> uh, you know, just some some guy. He he races a little bit. Yeah, I think I saw something about that on on Facebook, but yeah. Uh, I think your brother posted it. Yeah, that's probably actually you're right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. where I saw it. Yeah. I think I think last I heard, I think he is the Rascals uh, Fun Zone Indoor Champion. Okay. Um, cool. Can't believe that he was able to to win that uh, series, but uh, I do believe that's where where he ended up. But uh, he's a Brownstown uh, Speedway track record holder to the most laps in a uh, national anthem. <laughs> that is, yes, that is very true. Yes. It's because, it's because he couldn't tune his car down to, to just run one, one lap. Um, like, I'm telling you, I know we've talked about it on here before. I have never seen an individual figure out Brownstown Speedway as fast as what that cat yeah. did. And uh, Yeah, he's running some people's qualifying laps during the national anthem. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say that we would talk about some of those people later on, but we're going to talk about things we're thankful for. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we won't get into those. But uh, first of all, guys, uh, kind of as we jump off here, I want to I want to say to both of you, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, and I will kind of start out the evening by saying, um, you know, that I I am thankful for both of you two and uh, what we get to do in this. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm I know he said that about you. But I'm surprised all, he said it about me. We're gonna get all sentimental tonight, aren't uh, we? Absolutely, um, <laughs> absolutely. I did put in the Facebook post that uh, a certain individual would not be mentioned at any point in time during the thankful session. That would be the gentleman that drives the P3. Um, that car's in Georgia now. So yes. So. Uh, It'd probably be a lot faster. Um, so, no, but I, I do want I do want to jump off here first of all. Um, you know, d- you, we've talked before, but usually getting into the winter months, people that aren't in the racing industry thinks it's, it's time that it starts slowing down. But man, we got some big things coming up. We got you know, dirt in the dome. Oh, yeah, um, coming up here soon. We got PRI. And then you turn right around, and we're right back to winter nationals. I mean, it's there is no off season anymore. No, and uh, like I was literally on the phone up until the point we go live here. Like it's it's crazier right now for for us, I think, than than it is during racing season. So I'm um, definitely very thankful for that, though. Thankful to be busy and thankful for you guys as well. I, mean, I think we got a good thing going here with, um, you know, just, just our little area here of, of local racing and, and being able to take that and, and even dabble in, in more regional and national, um, you know, type coverage is, is very cool. Before we jump in, I do want to say, um, you know, for people who haven't been paying attention, the new dirt to media.com is out. Um, it's an, it's an amazing site. Uh, big shout out to MyRacePass.com uh, for everything they're doing for us over there. But I want to say, I want to give you kind of the floor here, Ryan, to you know echo the big announcement that was put out today. Yeah, so very cool announcement today. We um, kind of partnered up with our first, uh, what I call a national series, um, you know, with Dirt 2 Media. 
um, to do broadcasting and marketing for the uh, Now 600 series next year. Um, they are a national uh, micro sprint sanctioning body. So um, pretty cool news there. I know it's, you know, for our area, micro sprint racing is not, you know, it's it's kind of hit and miss. That's um, that's the open wheel cars. Yeah, Matt. that's open wheel cars. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the guys, uh, they're the, just miniaturized. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. But but maximum talent. Yes, and that, that's that's. Well, I'm not going to take nothing away from talent. Like that. <laughs> yeah, those, it's it's really cool. The you know the coolest part for me, I think, is just the fact that you know where we get to really see the future of of the sport in, in the micro sprint division, and and you know obviously we mentioned the news with US 24 earlier. Um, you know, on a previous show that that we'll have broadcasting up there this year, and and. Uh, the jump on now 600 is very cool. Uh, a lot of cool things in the works there. And, um, you know, they're an Oklahoma-based series, and they, they hit tracks. Um, I think the schedule starts in Texas and goes to Missouri, Oklahoma. I don't even know where all else. Nebraska, a little bit of everywhere out in that neck of the woods. So um, definitely exciting. Yeah. I also want to throw out there, you know, a big shout out. We were down Saturday in Sturgis, Kentucky, um, at a beautiful venue to watch a little indoor go-kart racing. And, you know, if you don't get a chance to tune in or watch the HRW stuff uh, down there, a heck of a racing, uh, heck, a lot of good racing on Saturday. Um, want to give a little shout out here. To Brett Hudson, man, for one heck of a battle um, going back and forth and, and ended up uh, having to root a guy out a little bit to get the win, but uh, exciting racing the whole day. So it, it, a lot of fun down there. Again, talking about watching some of the up-and-coming guys um, and gals. I shouldn't just say yes. guys because the queen of dirt was down there, and um, she lives up to her name for sure. I thought you said we were going to bring that person up. <laughs> oh, uh, no, this is actually, um, I understand Ouch. you're talking about the third Peden sister, and that, that's understandable. Um, no, this is actually, it's Maddie Koontz, correct? Yes, that's Maddie correct. Maddie Koontz. Oh, okay. I, um, but Queen of Dirt, but tell you what, it, and I can tell you this, I've seen the third Peden sister in a go-kart, can't hold a candle to Maddie Koontz. Uh, the third Peden sister did more spins than laps, so... Very impressive, and, and congratulations to her on everything that went on down there. Yeah, it's, it's cool to get to cover those card events in the winter. Um, you know, I, I was really surprised. Uh, not that the racing's not always good, but, like, literally every class, I mean, from the kids, the, the youngest of kids, all the way up to the adult classes, I mean, they were duking it out. and All the way to the hillbilly foot race. Yeah, they had the hillbilly hmm. foot race, and, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely an interesting it, event. It is a very cool thing, Matt. You'll love this. Um, so, in between, they take a, they take a break um, after qualifying, and the promoter goes around and ask for anybody to donate to the Hillbilly Foot Race. So everybody just, you know, drivers, fans start throwing cash down to him. He collects it all. Any kid gets to come out the start-finish line. They run one lap, and then he splits all of the donations between the kids. So every kid took like $11, $12 home. Yeah, that's cool. But what a cool thing for those kids to get to go out and, you know, take something home with them too. So it was was a – a lot of credit for him for that. And he, I mean, he's a great promoter. I'm not taking anything away from the rest of the night, but he probably promotes the Hillbilly Foot Race harder <laughs> than anything. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, it is very, very cool. So That is cool. Very, very cool deal down there. So, you know, we are in Thanksgiving, and I, I, I kind of told you guys ahead of time we were going we to address this, but we talk a lot about on this, on the podcast, about you know, how we would make motorsports better. What, what are things that we think could get better? And I wanted to take a step back and, and look at, you know, Thanksgiving season, what are we thankful for? So I want to open it up and just say, what is it in motorsports that, don't get me wrong, I think any listener to the podcast can say there's plenty that can annoy us, there's plenty that can tick us off um, in motorsports. Uh, what are those things that we're thankful for, though? I'm thankful for the... Uh the ladies and, and guys that spend their hard-earned money and buy race cars to give us an opportunity to watch the racing. 
I mean, if we go, if they all quit buying the stuff, we have nothing. You know, and Matt, I think it's a it's an amazing point. You think about every other sport, yeah, that that goes on um, that draws fans. Uh, even minor league baseball, those guys aren't going. They, there is an owner of the team that is providing uniforms, that's providing a stadium, that's providing all the things for them to go out and perform. Auto sports, motorsports is the only place where the athlete buys everything, has to provide everything to go compete. Yep. Outside of a venue. The venue is the only thing provided yeah. for them. It's, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. and think about that in any other sport. Like, you would never be able to make it as a spectator sport, if I was just going to do a, a, we're going to do a pickup basketball game, just show up with your shorts and your t-shirts mm-hmm. and your ball and we'll put it out there. I guess that was the N1 street tour, but it's gone now. Um, but like, it doesn't work anywhere else. No. And to save the amount of money you got to invest. That's what I was going to gonna go say. do it. They know they're going to invest more than they're going to make. Uh, you know, the average racer, you know, you got the top end guys that that's not true, but. A lot of the guys that have been guests on this show know they're going to invest more than they're going to make. Yeah. And they do it year after year after year. So I, that's got to be the first thing we're thankful for is because without them, without them, there'd be nothing. It's just hillbilly foot races. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, but the, the, there is a lot to say about that. And I hadn't really thought of it in that perspective so much is, is, you know, it's, we're talking tens of thousands yes. of dollars. We're not talking like, you know, a weekend out here and there and, you you know, spend a few hundred bucks. This is tens of thousands of dollars. No, that's just dollars. to get in to go race. Yeah, like that's what you yeah. spent yeah, tens yeah. of thousands. And then they upgrade every year. It ain't like, I got to make this $10,000 investment and then I'm great for the next eight years. No, right. they're going to spend almost that again next year, if not more. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really it truly is incredible you know to really if you you open your mind to it and and really think of what you know sacrifice that that these guys and gals are putting into the sport um you know just literally if you're really dedicated to it that's that's your every weekend there there's you know you miss out on on so much of of i guess what people call normal activity i don't know what that is but (laughs) You miss out on on you know the, you got your friends who they're doing this on the weekend. Hey, come come hang out with us. Well, they're the lake. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you know we we always say, man, it'd be cool to go to the lake, but you know our priority is to go to the racetrack, and I think that says a lot of, of what the sport, you know, how it draws you in, and and it is addicting. You know, it, it's a um, there's something about it. I don't I don't really know what yeah. it is, but you know, I mean, you made, keep you, going back. You made it perfect. It's an addiction. I mean, once you, you know, a lot of people go to the races and they don't, they'll go here and there sometimes, but if you actually get that addiction, it's hard to know racing is going on and you're sitting at home. It was funny there. It was the, um, I think it was the hall of fame classic this year. Um, you know, broadcast rights to that race were with flow. Um, so my brother was actually was shooting the race for flow and I decided that, look, I'm, I'm taking the weekend. I'm not going to the racetrack this weekend. Like, it was one of those, like, I, I'm going to figure out, like, just something else to do. So I wanted to go, been wanting to go kayaking all summer. So decided to go kayaking. We put it on the river and uh, not far from Brownstown. And the closer we got to Brownstown, you'd hear the race cars. And I, it was driving me literally insane. Yeah. You know, you get such FOMO when you're not at the racetrack, yeah. you know, and, that was just something. Then by the time we got home, I had to, to pull up flow and, and watch the race. Like I couldn't stay away from it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like even as, as our business here at Fresh Prince has grown and there were definitely some days there late in the summer, some, some weekends I didn't go to the racetrack cause we had work to do here. And you would think I would say, okay, cool. I'm not at the racetrack. I can take a break. I'm in here producing shirts, watching Dirt to Media to see what's going on at Brownstown Speedway. So it, you're exactly right. Even when I have the opportunity to get away, I can't get away from it. Yeah, and then there, don't get me wrong. There's those weekends. It's like, oh, man, yeah, they- <laughs> like this is why, 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 why do we do this? And, and you know, it's, that's going to be with anything. Though. Well, you, you have your mid-season burnout, yep. and then you have your end-of-the-year burnout. Yep. You know, you get about mid-season, it's like, just give I, me a rain out. Yeah, I need a rain out or two so I can do. And you're like, man, this is awesome. It's a Saturday night, and went to the movies or right. went and did this. 
But then, you know, if you get maybe one or two rain outs, it's like, man, I wish we'd hurry up and go back to yeah. racing. Yeah. Because, you know, your midseason burnout's done. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back, you know, as we're talking about things we're thankful for. And I think you just brought up a great point. I'm going to say something that I think racers would think I'm crazy. I am thankful for the rain. And in that midseason burnout, in that late July, yeah. August, we've been racing every weekend. We, it's usually dry at that point. We haven't seen rain in five, six, seven weeks. So there are times that, yes, I will say I am thankful for the rain. And, and when I say that, thankful for the Friday drencher or early Saturday morning rain mm-hmm. so the race can be called before the trailer is loaded, hooked up, and headed towards the racetrack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, once I get there, I just assume we race. Yeah, if I'm going to – Yeah. Once I get through Seymour and the 3150 Junction, we better just race. Okay. Since you brought that up, this is what I'm thankful for. They are done yes. with the construction in yes. Seymour. That, that is a fact. Like that, and there's one thing I'm the most thankful for of, of anything. Yeah. It's that. And I'll second the 250 is open. So yeah, right yes, on. That for true. me, that's yeah. a huge yeah. deal that 250 is open. Yeah. Um, but no, so I, I love the idea to you know jump in and talk about the drivers, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that up with the drivers and say I'm also extremely thankful for the fans. Um, yeah, and I know that's an obvious one, and people can say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for what we do on the media side, if it wasn't for the fans that are willing to listen to a podcast, that are willing to, um you know, go and, and buy our broadcast and come to the trailer and see us, none of this would work. And and I even want to say, and I don't know that it, you've seen it, um, you may have on our social media, but um, I want to give a shout out here. Let me, let me pull it up here real quick. Um, the gentleman that messaged us just the other day here at Throttled Up. Um, oh, I did see that. The guy from like Australia or New Zealand or something. Yeah. Or, uh, or, <laughs> I could be wrong. I, was, I guess I haven't seen it. It was a different country. I briefly saw something. Yeah, crazy as all get out. Um, or maybe you told. I don't know. Some, I remember this, but. Yeah, I, I woke up to a message. I, I'm not getting logged in now. I'll, I'll go through here. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? So just to, to, to show some appreciation here. Um I want to make sure I say the guy's name, Chris Halesworth. Um, and he is from great, great Britain, I believe. Okay. So um, Australia, <laughs> I believe. Close, right? Well, maybe that is the Australian. I, but anyway, Chris Halesworth, not from America. We'll go with that. Uh, since, uh, send us a message last Thursday, at 6 a.m. Um, and says, I enjoy listening to your podcast, but especially if I'm working late in my sign shop. A lot of the drivers I don't know, let alone the classes they race, but find it interesting to listen to them, even if they race a street stock with a question mark <laughs> to a late model. Anything on dirt is good in my books, especially if they get up and go to work so they can race. I can relate to that instead of listening to spoon-fed drivers that barely have a personality. Keep up the good work, Chris. Wow. So, again, not just talking, again, tons of, um, you know, thankfulness there for the drivers, but again, the fans. Like, yeah. here's a guy that just loves dirt racing across the world who is listening to stories from local and regional drivers here in Indiana. That he doesn't even know. No idea. Yeah, has it, never seen them drive and yeah. has probably got a fan of one of them just because of the way they talked on a podcast. Yeah. That's the amazing thing that, that the racing world brings about. So, again, thankful for the fans. And, Chris, if you listen to this one, man, send me another message. Tell me you heard it. But uh, I appreciate you, man. Thankful for you. Um, and if you do hear this, send me your address. Um, we're going to hook you up uh, with a full merch package. I'm going to send you... Throttled up t-shirts. We're going to send you dirt to media stuff. We're going to send you everything we got here. Merch wise. We may clean out the trailer and ship it wherever (laughs) we need to. So send us your, your contact information and your address. And we're going to get you hooked up. And send back a picture of some of the merchandise 
and a landmark there where he's from. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah let's post that stuff up. Yeah. So, great idea. What else, man? What else makes us thankful? I got to say, personally, I am thankful for the Collins family because many, many years ago, they gave me the shot to go up in the tower and yell in the microphone. You know, I remember sending Tori Collins a text and saying, hey, I'd like to try, you know, when they were promoting down here in Vernon. And uh, he's like, well, you can try, you know, and uh, I'm beyond thankful that they, they gave me that opportunity. You know, it opened up more than just motorsports, you know. I announced almost The voice everything. of the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, I announce everything at the high school now, so it's uh, – Kind of found that like inner talent, basically that you might have not, you, you might have known you you had, I guess, but just to to unleash it and 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 put it to. I don't know if it's talent. I just get an absolute oh, it thrill out of doing it. <laughs> it so is a talent uh, because you know we we've all three at this table have have, have announced <laughs> races before, and I can and tell only- you it's a talent because <laughs> time out. We all three at this table have announced races. Only one of us is employed and gets paid to do so. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so it's a talent. Um, uh, I appreciate that. But, the, other uh, t- the other two don't get asked back. No, no. We, oh, we've had to create our own broadcast sure yeah. to, to, to announce races. Yeah. No, the but, first uh, time that happened, I, I believe, an unfortunate situation, you know, my first announcing experience was a very unfortunate yes. situation for you. Um, but it was at Terre Haute. It was at Terre Haute, and, yeah. and they said, uh, you're announcing. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Literally, you know, thought, okay, like this, I know a little bit about racing. We can pull this off. And, man, when you put that mic up to your mouth, it is not anything like you think it would be. No, dead time is yes intense when you're trying to announce. And, and sometimes it's hard for your mouth to keep up with what your eyes see. I you agree know, with that, yeah. too. And it creates a total you know, tongue tie sometimes because you're seeing it, but it's happening so fast that you can't get it out as quick as you're, you're seeing things. And I'll kind of lead that into, you know, something I'm thankful for. Um, you know, uh, and, and in your instance, a guy like James Essex, Oh, amen. you know, I'm thankful for the guy who has been doing whatever, whatever trade we're in, you know, say, okay, for you announcing for, you know, me, it was always video. I'm thankful for that guy that was, there for me to look up to yeah and and strive to be like and i think that ultimately is what you know keeps me going is is i'm paying attention to who's who's above me like i'm not by no means the best at at what i do and i've got guys i look up to that i want to be like and that's that's what keeps me going yeah and i'm gonna say i i agree totally and and when you look at guys like james essex and i'm even gonna throw in you know the Ben Shelton's, the Dustin Jarrett's, um, from our world on the broadcast side, I'm going to throw in Heather Stassa. Um, when we talk about, you know, some of those that are so good at what they do, they would have every opportunity to be better than. They could absolutely look at me and be better than. Um, but the fact that they'll take the time and stop and talk and give you suggestions and, um, you know, when we're talking about the queen of broadcasting, Heather Stassa. <laughs> constantly a phone call away to, to help with whatever we need. And, you know, Ben's been on the show and, you know, constantly supports what we do here. And so for those guys, James Essex, I mean, you talk about like a, a cold chill moment when we were in lockdown in COVID and we're sitting in the studio and he's recalling early nineties, late eighties VHS tape, you know, shout out to songbird, VHS to DVD transfer in Henderson, Kentucky. Um, he's calling 1980s, 1990s world or Jackson 100s Hall of Fame classics, and we're getting to sit there and watch him. That's unbelievable. He could have called anybody to do that with. Um, but those guys, to to remember where they came from and, and support – you know, those of us who are trying to make a name in this this industry the best we can is is really impressive. Well, you know, one of my favorite pictures in my office is me with Spanky to Spain and Essex. I mean, to me, that's yeah. You know, those guys are, you know, two of the best. Right. I mean, well, anywhere. I grew up. You know, obviously at Brownstown, Spanky was the announcer. Yeah. And, and you know, I, it was very 
you know, that was just, that's what Brownstown was. Yeah. You know, it's just, and, and I think even, you know, I look at it as a situation now, like, you know, for, for you, Matt, when, when you're announcing those kids there, like that's, they're growing up at Brownstown yeah. listening to your voice and they'll always like, that's going to stick with them. And I think that's just something that that's very cool uh, to be a part of. So I walked into a restaurant after the races one night and I heard a kid in the, the restaurant say, that's the announcer from Brownstown Speedway. And I immediately turned around looking for Spanky or James. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, the announcer at Brownstown's those guys. Right. You know, and I thought, oh, he's talking about me. You know, yeah. and I, like you said, that kid's like, oh my gosh, you know, he's yeah. he's that guy. Because so. there are, you know, and I guess I was one of those kids, that, and there's probably kids that could give two shits less who's talking who what's going on yeah. but i was always that kid like that that was important to me you know um, spanky it, was was very important to me and and made brown sound speedway what it was for me and you know it was very cool to you know later later in life get to work with spanky a lot you know on the media side of yeah. things and he's he's another guy that's that's a phone call away you know i i could call him right now and yeah. and you know, he's just so thankful for those guys who dedicated, you know, their their time and their lives to the sport. See, I was like you. I sat in the grandstands as a kid, and, you know, the kids would be like, you know, I want to be like Bob Pierce. I want to be like, you know, I want to be like the guy up there, yeah. you know, that's that's yelling in the microphone. That's the guy I want to be like. So. Well, the thing is, Ryan is, Ryan's unique. He's, he's a <laughs> unicorn. Because not only did he want to be the guy in the booth, he also wanted to be Bob Pierce. And, if I'm going to talk about things I'm thankful for in motorsports, I have to say I'm thankful for the 2009 Hornet season at Thunder Valley Raceway because it has brought me more joy than maybe any single me too. track championship in the history of motorsports that one year. No, sorry, I digressed. Um, I'm not going to poke fun there, man. You did something I can never do. No, so, I, have, you know, I have a very nice I, Carhartt button-up that says – not a Hornet champion. Ryan says 2009 Hornet track champion. Yeah, as much fun as we have with that. I mean, that is something. That was, that's a memory I'm thankful for because we get to we get to have these conversations yeah. about it now. And, we, you know, it was something that I look back at, at that year. And, and, and at the time, like, all I ever wanted to be was a race car driver. And in 2009, I was a race car driver. And, like, that was, to me, like, that was everything. But, you know, I'm definitely thankful for – I think the path that I ended up taking, because I think, you know, there's, yes, I would love to be in the shop, have a race car that I was getting ready to go race next year. Like, yes, that would, that would be the dream, but I'm more thankful for, you know, switching paths and, and, and going the direction that I have now, you know, it's, it's just, it's led me, um, you know, much, I, I've met a lot of people that, that, you know, that, you know, like you guys, if I was still racing the car, I would probably know you guys, but I don't have a relationship yeah. with you guys so much. And, and, you know, there's a million people out there that, that I've made friends with and I'm developed as a, you know, a career as a, you know, a person with. So I'm definitely thankful for that 2009 season, but thankful even more that I took a different path. And, you know, and this is the other thing I will say that about that, um, for those who are listening that that probably think I just make fun of you for <laughs> the, the future driver is getting ready to leave, so he's telling everybody bye right here. Um, but pr- people probably think that I do make fun of you about it, and I do, 110%. Um, but it is, it is 100% respect, too. As much as I joke about it, just like Matt said, I've never done it. Um, so I do respect it and I love that it's there because I think, you know, I respect it, but I still, it's, it's too much fun not to use. Absolute blast. (laughs) So, um, I want to say this too, kind of going on what you just let off there. When we talk about things we're thankful for and, and I'm going to break the rule I set here in just a minute, but not only am I thankful for drivers and fans, but I am so thankful for relationships that have been built out of what I'm doing. And, and I'm going to go back to, I know I said I was thankful for you too, but as crazy as it is, like you said, the Collins family, Matt, and for me, I am thankful that you, when we had offices next door to each other, you sat one day and said, I would love to do a radio show about racing. I grew up a racing fan, was a diehard fan, loved it couldn't get away from it started coaching football 
had a new drug of choice, as yeah. many addicts may know, and, and put my whole life into into coaching. And once I got out of coaching and you brought this up, and I'm like, gosh, I, I wouldn't mind going back to the racetrack. And we got into this and talking about drugs, you being the dealer you were, <laughs> um, you, you quickly <laughs> brought me right back in. And... And now it's 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 in my blood again, and and I'm I'm thankful for that because of the relationships that we've talked about on here before. You know, the fact that we started this show was how I met Ryan. That's what I was going to say. I'm like Matt Matchmaker, man. Yeah, here you guys go. You yeah, know. partners in everything but life. Um, <laughs> and uh, but you know Ryan, you know, and, and meeting that. But I, I want to build out that a little bit more because just before we we went on air. Um, you know, the fact Jared Thomas and his dad, Dave Thomas, just came in um, a little bit ago. Jared, and I, I don't want to announce anything I'm not supposed to, so I want to <laughs> keep it close to the vest, but Jared has some huge announcements coming very soon about what he's going to be doing next year in racing and what they're building at Jared Thomas Racing and Motorsports Engineering. And, and you know, the fact that they just came in to talk to us, not not just about what we can do to help them, but – how they're trying to help us and those relationships you build. And, and we've talked about it before when we've talked about sponsorships and things The the drivers that routinely support us, push us, promote us that nobody, we, we don't write checks to all these guys that push us more than anything. And it's, it's about relationships. The fact that we had the trailer this year is one of my favorite things is those relationships of the people that stop by every week we're there just to say, hey, what's up? How's it going? I, I want to I shoot the shit with you for a little bit. Um, that's what makes this sport great. And um, I'm not going to break my rule because I'm not going to talk about him, but the thing I'm thankful for is not that person the third Peden sister, it's really his wife. Because when his wife comes by, that's some of the best conversation I've ever had. And uh, I just want to say I'm thankful for her stopping by all the time. And um, I hate it for her that she ended up with who she did, and he <laughs> takes her on date nights to White Castle. Um, she deserves so much more, but uh, she is one wonderful individual. So I'll leave it at that. Well, i got to say that uh... – I'm thankful for you for listening to my silly dream that day. I walked in your office and sat down and say, you know, I've always wanted to have a radio talk show about racing. And then not long after you say, you still want to do that? Cause I just bought a whole bunch of podcast equipment. So, and then with both of you guys, I gotta give you guys props on taking the coverage around here. And I mean, you guys are spanning out to other States, but how you, you guys have taken that to a whole other level. And, uh, you know, that's pretty awesome on you, you know, for coverage. We all love that sport and, you know, I'm appreciative of that. But it's those it's those ideas. Like you you sit in the office, I wish we had a radio show. Like that that stuff there snowballs into everything else. You know, yeah. and, and so I guess I'm thankful for all those little ideas that, that people have and, and that we have and, and I'm thankful that that we capitalize on it and, and actually make it more than an idea because you never know what, what it can grow into and, and you know, I, you know, I got to, you know, give a shout out to Mark and Jamie Schaefer at Brownstone. Like they, you know, I was at a point where I was a race fan and then they, Mark's like, Hey, I'm going to get a video camera. You want to like video something? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah. sure. I'm like, why not? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Don't know what we're going to do, what anything is, but, uh, you know, it's just that little idea and it really, you know, it took off and, and got to be thankful for, you know, the people after that, that, that kind of took me, took me in and, and, you know, seeing the ideas and, and it just, it snowballs from there. And, and pretty soon you, you know, I, I, you know, I got to give a shout out to Sean Buckley with Jack Slash, you know, he was doing all the sprint car stuff and I went that direction and, and, you know, then Michael Rigsby picked me up with dirt on dirt and, you know, it's just that little idea and that little, you know, that little thing, it can go a long ways. You know, and I got the chance to hear a, a good friend of mine, Kyle McIntosh. He, he came in uh, yesterday and spoke to our alternative ed students, and he made a great point, and it was uh, him talking about his and I's friendship. And and I, it, it 
so connects to the way the three of us work too. And he was telling the kids, he's like, you know, you got to find those people in your life that you can tell the craziest idea that 99% of the rest of the people be like, are you serious? That's stupid. There's no chance in hell that's going to work, but you got to find the people to say, you know what? That's nuts, but damn it. It might just work. Yeah. And he said, it's not about blowing the door open and saying, yeah, that's a great idea. He said, it's just about having that little bit of belief. And, and he talked about how him and I do that a lot. But I feel like that's the, the best thing about the three of us is there's never been that like, like when you walked in and said you want to have a radio show, it was never <laughs> thinking, who the hell is going to listen to us talk about, you know, racing. When you came to me and said, hey, I want to live broadcast this stuff, not just do it on demand, it wasn't, what an idiot. I'm not going to do that. No, it, I ended up on the roof at Brownstown running cables for <laughs> several nights. Um, we've gotten a lot more efficient at that. Um, <laughs> That's debatable sometimes. If anybody from the outside looked in, they, they, they would think it was our first time most weekends. But, but you know, that idea of – you know, just believing in this stuff can happen. Like I just said, we just read a, a a message from somebody halfway around the world that's listening to this stuff. Like, that's insane right now. But, you know, I'm going to jump in. You said that people would look at you guys thinking it was your first night. This <laughs> might step on a toe or two, but I'm going to give you guys props. You guys live broadcast out of our tower week after week after week. And we never adjust nothing when you guys are done. When other series come there, it takes us three weeks to get everything back like we had it because everything needs unplugged, replugged, or 27 other things carried in to do the same thing you guys do and don't touch nothing inside the tower. Yeah, so people, I, I, people really try to make things way more complicated than yeah. they need to be, and they try to reinvent the wheel. And, and the big thing is we're too stupid to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> so we just stick with it. Right. Well, and, and But I appreciate that. Absolutely. I know, you know, on a normal night when we don't have a visiting series there, all the stuff behind me is going to work. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, this ain't working now. What happened to this? Why isn't this working? And I, you know, I've, I've been in those situations where I, I, I understand why, you know, they, they come in and do what they do. But at the same time, I'm like, they, I understand it, but they don't have to do that. Right. Like I, I know why they're doing it, but they don't have to do it. So I know exactly what you're what yeah. you're saying there. And before we get too far, I I was told to say one thing on the show tonight. Chelsea wanted me to say that she is appreciative that she is one of only two friends that Webley has that he declared. So she's <laughs> thankful that Webb has declared her one of only two. That's an honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm car- I'm thankful for characters like Webley. Yes, absolutely. Oh, like you know, Webb is the best. The, the characters. Me and you talked one day, Dustin, that. Uh, you got to have storylines like in wrestling. You know, you got to have the heel. You got to have, you know, the the guy that does no wrong and and stuff like that. And you know, that's that's needed. And you know, Webb is definitely a character in motorsports. I am very thankful for the Lee brothers, both yes, uh, Webb yes. and Sam. Yes. But I have to tell this quick story. And, and shout out to them. And I'm thankful for them as well. And and they're big supporters of us over here at Fresh yes. Prince too. And right after we got the business and got things rolling, Webb was one of the first guys that drove over from Brownstown, brought Sam with him Ewing. and said, Ewing. from Ewing, yes. <laughs> excuse me, you're right. Uh, the lines are hot now. He's calling yeah, in. He, I'll, be, I'll be getting messages. And he said, he said, I need hats. I need hats. I want to come over and look at hats. And we spent probably an hour the night they came over, and, and I pulled out samples, and we looked at it. And I'll never forget, he picked out the hat he liked. And it was more of a, a, a you know, relaxed hat. Um, and then Sam picked out the hats he liked. And I'll never forget, Webb looked at Sam and said, that's just dumb. It's dumb that you're going to buy those because if you ever get caught in a situation, you ain't got anything to wipe your ass. You can't wipe your ass with that hard hat. <laughs> and Sam looked That's right what? back at him. I got to give Sam credit. He said, no, I'll wipe my ass with your hat. <laughs> went right on. And so I, I, you're exactly right. You have to, if you, if you know the, the Lees, Webb never shuts up and Sam never says a word, yeah. but when he says it, it's profound. You, you better listen. <laughs> yeah. And that was one of those moments. Sam yeah. had it because, yeah, he ain't going to wipe his ass with his own hat. He'll <laughs> use Webb. So, 
shout out to those guys, man. That's what makes this sport, you know, is is those characters, is those personalities that, that keep you coming back. And I, I got to give a shout out to Chelsea. And, I mean, your guys' wives, they allow us to do what we do. You know, I guarantee there are many Saturday nights that Chelsea would much rather go do something else besides go work at a racetrack. But, you know, we jump in the truck and we drive over to Brownstown, you know, every week. And she runs lineups, you know, every night, and I announce. And uh, so I'm thankful, you know, that she kind of gives in to my addiction. I'm going to try yeah, And yes, I'll be, I'll be in trouble if I don't say I'm also thankful for my wife. Um, <laughs> I am. Go ahead. She's in the building probably still. Yeah, she, she's probably she's around the other side of the yeah, wall yeah. listening. So, yes, very thankful for you, Callie. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go a totally different direction here, though, because uh, going to get in here in a little bit to – I want to hear some of your you guys' th- Thanksgiving food ideas. But um, I'm going to say this, and some people may think I'm crazy. I am thankful for – distinctive and unique racetrack food. And like when I'm thinking about this, I'm going to say number one, top of the list, pizza burger and hot cheese balls from Eldora. From Eldora. Yeah. Thankful for those. Um, but the smoked bologna sandwich that we had, <laughs> I had in Tennessee, thankful for it. So anything unique, there is nothing that you can find like racetrack food that is that is unique to that area or that racetrack. I'm thankful for the uniqueness of every racetrack. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I, me and Chelsea went last winter and said at Boyd Speedway, where the pits are in Tennessee and the racetrack's in Georgia. <laughs> I mean, how unique is that? Yeah. You know, and that's 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 very true. And and that was something when when I was on the road a lot more like you roll into these places and just they're all the same, but they're all so different Oh yeah, in, in, in so many ways. But if you went just a little farther than Boyd, you'd have seen where Andy couch and Ryan bowling tried to kill me by dropping scaffolding on top of my head. Oh uh, yeah. That was a trip there. Yeah. That's probably the nicest go-kart track I'd ever had seen up at, yes. you know, that point was, um, uh, what's it called now? I'm drawing the blank. Um, Dogwood Speedway. Dogwood Speedway. Yeah, yes, 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 Georgia. Yes. Um, so yeah, and that, that was a, a cool trip there, but jumping back a little bit to racetrack food, man, I think Salem Speedway's jumped to the top of the list. Oh, the walking me. taco, the walking tacos, the tenderloins are good. Like, like they've really, um, you know, they, they've stepped it up on their, um, their food there. And, and right now that I, if I had to vote on track food, like I love Eldora's food, don't get me wrong, but I think that they, Salem Speedway's kind of a hidden gem right now i know we're you know i know we're primarily dirt you know or a dirt crowd but you know if you're just looking for some good track food go to salem speedway i'm just like the normal cheeseburger though i guess i don't i don't step out too much i'm the same way i i really do just like a good racetrack cheeseburger but um you know every once in a while i i'll step out and and do like a walking taco or something like that just you know sue collins is sloppy joe is gonna be up there yeah so uh, you know that's you gotta throw that out too that was always an award winner for sure um yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to think of some other places, but I'm kind of like you. I, I'm pretty basic. Yeah. On the, you know, the cheeseburger and fries, maybe get some cheese on them and, and get a Mountain Dew or something. And um, that was primarily where I'm at, too. So, And you got to like the the full-service bar at Eldora, too. I mean, that yeah. that's very unique in itself right there. Yeah, toilet, toilet water. Toilet water. Toilet, yeah, it's definitely. I've never had one of those. No, you've only had 15. <laughs> so I've never just had one either. So <laughs> I never forget. Like, I never really knew. Like, when I was working some of those shows up there, I didn't really know if there was so much a rule or, like, I didn't know. And, like, I think it was one of my first shows that I worked at Eldora, and I was a nervous wreck because, man, it's Eldora, and I'm I'm working a show, and blah, blah, blah. And he got closer, and I'm pacing, and I'm pacing, and I'm pacing, and I'm like, Go to the bar. Like, I, we're going to find out if this gets me in trouble or not. And I went down and got me a toilet water, and I, I brought it back up top and set it by my camera, and nobody said a word. And it definitely eased my nerves. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to, to argue, you know, the, the, you know, the Eldora and, and what they offer on, on, on just food and the bar and the atmosphere. Uh, it's definitely something to be thankful for. Now I want to defend myself there a little bit. 
You are correct. Um, but I will say this. I have drank a lot more snake bites and toilet bowl waters at Eldora than I've ever purchased. And that's a shout-out to Dirt Track yeah, Donnie yeah, Wilson. That's... Very thankful for Dirt Track Donnie yeah. Wilson. Um, but I have drank a lot more than I've purchased. Yeah. I would say all the years I've went, I have also. <laughs> They just seem to keep showing up refilled. Yeah, you think, okay, I've had enough now. Let's go back to you know to to beer or something, and then all of a sudden, here comes another round. Yeah, so it's uh, it's always that point where you're like, I need to just chill before I this this ends, and I need to walk back, yeah. and they always come back. I'm thankful myself and Donnie survived a ride to the wagon wheel over there with Scott James and uh, Steve Casebolt. So that's a, that's a thankful thing there too. So. I'll jump. I know we're we're getting scattered, but like one thing I'm thankful for right now, looking ahead into the 2022 racing season, is I'm thankful that some of these like big media companies, like you know, I don't have to get into names, but some of these multi, you know, tens of thousands, millions of dollars companies, they are fighting and fighting and fighting right now, putting out big events, you know, and. They're they're tooth and nail right now, and and you know you got one guy putting out, you know he's got, you know twenty five races, and they're all paying you know twenty five k, and and these series and then series and incentives and blah blah blah, and then you've got the other guy bringing back you know a million dollars here and and events here, and you know it's from from our you know the business side of things it's hilarious you know to to watch but the real winner is the fans oh amen it's yes. the real winner is the fans so i'm thankful that that you know the, the fans don't always know that side of, of the business and they shouldn't they shouldn't need to it shouldn't yep. matter but um they've really you know good bad or ugly um they're creating such an experience for the fans right now and and i think next year is literally it's going to be a, a you know monumental year and specifically for dirt late model racing yeah. um you know i think the the open wheel crowd they're starting to you know from what, what i see they're losing some some the larson effect coming yes. over to late model yes. racing is is i'm I, not saying it's playing the whole deal but right. it's it's starting to pull more eyes over and you're seeing more and more guys even like i'm seeing you know on the media side that are like man this slate model stuff's pretty cool like we 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 were we're interested so All right, let me ask you this then this is a hypothetical do you think this would make them evolve the sprint car from the 1960s finally no no i don't think so no. i i think the 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 next step i think for sprint car racing is is getting more money across the board to these guys. Cause you look at what late models race for on a, a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking at, a, um, a national sprint car, uh, series schedule and, and what they pay to win each, each week. And this is a national touring series right. and they're racing for what you can go, you know, to a weekly, you know, I don't want to call it a weekly event, but just say a, a you know, a, 3,000 to win super late model race, which is, you know, a dime a dozen right now. So I think that that's the biggest thing right now guys are seeing that, man, like there's money here. And I think the technology with the late model racing is, you know, it's, it's got the sport in a pretty good spot entertainment wise, but I don't think sprint cars, I I don't really think if they start evolving and and getting in technology, it's, it's, it's going to kill them, honestly. So here's what I want to ask about that instead, because I, I, Appreciate your question. I I agree with Ryan. I don't think sprint cars adapt. Here's my bigger question. As we see the late model game get elevated to a whole nother level, how many more open wheel guys that are solid open wheel guys start making that transition to try and run? I think several wheels because they're going to chase the money. I mean, because you look at, and again, I'm not, I'm, not taking anything away from late model guys. I'm not saying, I know I'm an open wheel guy at heart, but I'm not saying every open wheel guy can come in and run what Larson did. Larson is, is a, a unicorn. unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm in the same category as Larson. <laughs> so you, you referred to me as a unicorn earlier. You didn't even so. know him at the beginning of the show. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's tiny unicorns and there's okay, okay. Yeah. magical unicorns. Um, but like, you know, I, I, there's <laughs> fluffy unicorns. <laughs> I I look at it. <laughs> God, this this one has gone off the rails. Um, I look at a guy like Brady Bacon. Yep. When is Brady Bacon going to take that jump 
to go see what he can go do in a late model. Yeah. And and if you're if you're a guy, you know, you look at what Rumley has done with Larson. Mm-hmm. If you're a late model guy, I'm calling a Brady Bacon and saying, let's go see what we can do with yeah. this thing. Um, well, you're not going to tell me that, that some of these guys that they're racing full-time sprint cars, they, they do it for a living. You know, that I don't care what they say. You're not going to tell me they've not thought, man, what would that be like to go to the other side? Because when you're, you know, if I'm sitting here right now and I've got the opportunity to go race for a living, I can either go sprint cars or I can go late models. You're going late model racing. Just I, because, like, there's a, the money is just there. But see, I think that came so much from back in the day. The sprint cars was the road to Indianapolis. Absolutely. Yes, that's, you know, that's a good you, point. Yeah. You know, you didn't race, you know. You, you, know, didn't ride, you didn't drive stock cars and end up in, yeah, yeah. in Indy. So I, I think that was where the sprint cars became so pre, you know, prestigious there was if I drive a sprint car, I can end up in Indianapolis. I agree with that. Yeah. And now that really doesn't matter anymore. No. You know, it's what kind of racing does he do? Well, even and you talk about even going to Indy. Indy has changed so much because it's not a one-off event. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a series. I, yes. Don't get me wrong. I know I'll probably get a message. There's guys that just show up at Indy. I get that. Yeah, but it's not what it was when Pat O'Connor was showing yes. up at Indy. That you you built a car just to go to Indy. It's you like don't just right. show up at Indy. No, like you don't yeah. just show up. Yeah, at exactly. Indy. But like we just talked about Jared Thomas earlier. Jared Thomas is road racing to build the opportunity to go to Indy. You look at the Indy series. A lot more road courses than what you see oval racing. Yeah. So that has changed. It's not about being a sprint car guy that ran USAC all the way up and you jump in an Indy car. The The road to get to Indy has totally changed. But, you know, I think Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart changed. That was, they was where well, they made the crossroads. When, right they made, when they jumped yeah. up, when Indy car split and those guys who – thought they were always going to be indie drivers came over to nascar i agree with you 100 that's where it changed you know, they made the crossroad and then when tony stewart showed up he's like let's make this a five-way intersection because I'm, this is the direction i'm going to go you know so that's uh it, so i guess we got to be thankful for those guys that paved their own roads in racing that opened it up for so many other people i'm going to pull this all back around because i i, I hate to go negative um, because I know we're talking about everything we're thankful for, but you, you talked about this this explosion in dirt light model racing, and I just got to say one thing: I'm not thankful for. And I like that we could we could go around. It's around it's on that. it's not it, you know. I love the fact I'm thankful that the Eldora Millions coming back, but I am not thankful for 40 and under volleyball clubs because <laughs> if people haven't seen the tweet that's out there that Jonathan Davenport will not be racing for the Eldora Million because he has a 40 and under volleyball club practice, practice. Uh, the yeah. weekend of the Eldora Million. So uh, um, just amazing um, that, that that's going to take him away from that. Um so I guess I would say this. I'm very thankful for drivers with sense of humors when a fan sends the most ridiculous tweet, like, are you going to race for the million dollars at Eldora? Yes. <laughs> Jonathan Davenport will be there. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Davenport did respond with, no, sorry, busy. Got a 40 and under volleyball practice that weekend. Yeah, that's one thing I'm not thankful for. It's just, and it all goes back to Facebook. Is is you see posts like the, you know, you see this stuff and you think they can't be serious. Like it's got to be a joke. Like somebody's like they're staging it. No, no, no it's there's there's just people out there that literally like I, I don't. But then I look at it, and I can't tell you the guy's username or anything, yeah, but yeah. whoever asked Davenport that, the amount of publicity they've gotten for asking that stupid question, then I ask myself, and what we do in the media, should I just be asking stupid questions, which I will get seven text messages right now that says that's all you do anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, is, is should that should I just be asking, are you going to race for it, but uh yeah, so I, I had to bring that up, but it, it exciting stuff. So, guys, here's the deal. We're at, we're at 55 minutes already, which is insane because we've only covered things we're thankful for in racing. Um, I said earlier. And that, I really don't think we're done. No, I mean. No, could, I think yeah. we could go at any point. I do want to transition, though, because we're, we're, we're right here before Turkey Day. 
and I we 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 talked a little bit about food earlier. I think we can all agree that right now, hands down, if we're going to talk about the goat of motorsports, it's it's Larson. Um, oh, amen. Yeah, and I I gotta say one of the best comments I wrote an article there on dirt dirt to media dot com um, about Larson being the goat, and one of the best comments I saw was not only is he is he the goat, but he's going to redefine how you how you define goat in the near future with what he's doing. Um, and I'm just going to tell you, if he gets an Indy car and can go win a 500, there's nobody else that'll touch the dude. I, I don't care what anybody says, but thinking about Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, what is the goat of Thanksgiving dinner? For a minute, I thought we were talking about eating a goat. So, God, no. We're thirsty goat entertainment. I'm not. No, we, we don't. No. Man, I don't know. There's there's so many. Like, I'm not one of those people that, like, there's people who don't like their food to touch. Oh, no, I'm mixed. Like, how can Let you be go. one of those people on Thanksgiving? It all touches in your gut, so don't mind. Yeah, I, mean, I, like, I, I like they're trying I, to yeah. like section this food out, and the, the mashed potatoes can't touch the corn. Well, no, like no, it all goes together. If, yeah, you know, look it's like at my KFC bowl. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't think I could pick one favorite. Like it, it's a, a combo deal for me. Oyster dressing, man. Oyster dressing. Yo, that's interesting to me because. That was Callie's grandfather, um, Paul Covert's favorite thing was oyster dressing. I'm actually uh, tomorrow afternoon going to attempt it for the first time. My grandma always made it, so I haven't had it for several years now. But uh, me and Chelsea talked, and I decided I was going to try to do some things that my family made. So tomorrow will be my first attempt at oyster dressing and uh, horseradish deviled eggs. So, Ooh, horseradish deviled eggs. That sounds interesting, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think with, I don't know, like going to, you know, two Thanksgivings in the same day, I like the, we're getting the same food per se at each one, but each family cooks it different. Right on, yeah. So you get like. You got to pick your favorites from each side. Like, you know, this, this ham, we get ham at both places, but this ham is so good in its unique way. This ham's so good in this unique way. So, you know, that's. I don't know. I think that's my favorite part is just getting, you know, you get me all the same food, but it's, it's prepared differently. And see, that's the part I don't miss no more is having to go to two because <laughs> whichever place you eat the less, the least. Yes, at, yes, yes. Oh, they like the other food better. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you have to gorge yourself at both places yeah. or somebody's going to talk bad, you know? Yeah. I've got one at like noon tomorrow and like four tomorrow. So I've yeah. got about a three hour window there to digest and get ready. And, <laughs> But then the thing yeah. is, then you take the leftovers home from the, oh, yeah. the evening one. Well, then at, at nine o'clock, you're you're eating again. Eating again, you know, yeah. after your nap. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't pick a just one food though. I don't think I could. See, we never did oyster dressing, but I would go with my great grandma's dressing recipe, and 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 that for me. And I think it's because as much as the ham's good, the turkey's good, mashed potatoes, like all that kind of stuff, and, and Thanksgiving is so unique for me, and maybe other families are different. Like the only time I get dressing out of the year is is Thanksgiving. So that was the only time I got it. Also, that is true. maybe yeah. Christmas. Like, yeah, but it it's not made like we make mashed potatoes other times yeah. throughout the year. I get it's not Thanksgiving dinner. Turkey and noodles. We we make noodles other times. So there that kind of stuff. Like for me, if I'm saying the goat of Thanksgiving, it for me it's dressing because that's the only time yeah. it truly comes out. Yeah, and that's true. Um, so for me, that's 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 the one I go to more than anything. Um, and so I'll, I'll ask you guys this: We all kind of went went those directions, but I, I think I know the answers based on that. For me, it would always be like that side dish or something like that, even over dessert. Like, I, oh, amen. Yes, it's the yeah. it's the meat, the the potatoes, the the dressings, the sides. I'll take that any day over whatever pie or dessert is out there. Me too. No, I would agree, and I'm a big dessert guy too. Don't get me wrong, but normally on Thanksgiving, like. 
I, I'm loaded up on carbs, and and by the time dessert rolls around, I'm not not in the mood for but it. But I'm the so. guy that when I would go to Thanksgivings, would go through the kitchen, and every time tear another chunk off the ham or the turkey, and, and oh yeah. yeah, you know, it's like well, I got another piece, you know, and then watch a little football game and venture back through the kitchen. I'll be grab me another piece, you know. It'd be like yeah. turkey one time, ham the next, and so after the big sit down, like I would eat bites the rest of the time that we were there, so. Yeah, it's definitely probably hands down my favorite holiday just because it's, oh, yeah. it's it, to me, it's it's always more low key than when you get into Christmas, there's just so much stress of, of people get so wrapped up in gifts and, and oh, this, you know, this person's not going to like this. And blah. like, I, I'm not a gift person. Like, I don't like getting gifts and, and my family and everybody will tell you, I don't, I'm not good at buying gifts. So <laughs> Um, so Christmas is always stressful for me. So I always love to just kind of kick back. No, on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is yeah. Thanksgiving is eating, football, and napping. Yes. Like yeah. what? There there's is not a better, better holiday than no. that. And drinking. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. nothing that and nobody thinks bad of you when you recline back in your recliner and go to sleep. No, with all your family, they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's part of it. It's the yeah. greatest. Yeah. Any other holiday, you're the you're that guy. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. I was I was that that guy at Christmas last year when my mom woke me up to tell me I had to watch my kids open their presents during. <laughs> family Christmas. I'm like, okay. Um, I do have to give a shout out here. I don't know if she was tuned in earlier when I gave the queen of broadcasting a lot of, a lot of credit, but I don't know if you've checked your phone. Oh, but see. We got a magical unicorn running across uh message to us. So shout out to Heather Stasa, who's obviously listening, knows that Ryan is the unicorn. Um, that is one magical unicorn. That is. That's just majestic. Um, but, you know, I, I got to go back to this. When I think of Kyle Larson as a unicorn, he is a majestic unicorn standing in the field, you know. This one? Well, not maybe, so much. Maybe not, not so the much rainbow. rainbow. No rainbow behind But then it. when I think of Ryan as a unicorn, he's a unicorn that's stuffed on the little girl's bed. <laughs> <laughs> just stuffed up there in the corner. Yeah. yeah. Well... <laughs> We can take this a million directions right now. And I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. so many things yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to say that I shouldn't say. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to close the show with this. Um, <laughs> just just want to say, um, again, you know, Thankful for everybody that supports us, man, and, oh, yeah. and and the drivers. We've said this a million times on the show, but and I know we've kind of kind of gotten away from drivers right now, and you know we know that it's your off season, and we've had a lot of fun doing these, just yeah. sitting down and and letting it go. But um, <laughs> we we just got a a unicorn on a little girl's bed since. <laughs> That's that's Ryan Bowling right there. That's not exactly what I had envisioned. Let me see. That's exactly what I yeah, was. I, my mind went in, went in a different direction there, but um, so that's uh, what I was thinking. So uh, yeah. big shout out to the Queen of Broadcasting. Um, but just thankful for everybody that supports us, man. And, and it's um, you know from drivers to fans to. You know, people that listen, you know, the, the, what we get to do, you know, as, as stressful as it is, as, you know, the burnout that sets in, man, we're blessed. This helps us in our real lives for our jobs anyway. This is a chance to kick back and, you know, this is therapy, man, right here. Um, so yeah, I, I can't say enough about, you know, how, how thankful I am for what we get to do and. I hope everybody, you know, to you guys, to everybody that is, um, <laughs> I'm dying because we continue to get messages. Yeah. Uh, it's popping up on my screen, but I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving tomorrow with their, their friends and family, um, you know, enjoys it. Uh, very, very thankful overall for motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it can piss me off at times, as much as it can wear me out and I'm over it, um, thankful that we get to do what we get to do day in day out well when you mentioned that that was kind of going to be our our topic of the night uh, you know what we're thankful for it's like man like where i I tried to put myself in a situation of where i would be at if it wasn't for motorsports (laughs) and it was kind of a scary place honestly Mm -hmm. it's like man like it's just there's so many directions you can go in life and and you know I, i just 
I don't know exactly where I would have ended up at. I, I really honestly don't. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, because through, through motorsports, you grow those friendships, mm-hmm. you grow those relationships with people. And then that's what shapes your life. And, you know, I, I don't know, like I, I try to, to, I think about that often though. Like, man, if I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? And I truly don't know. Like, I, it's, it's hard to say. Might be better off, might be worse off, but and I'm just I'm thankful for the path. So, right on. All right, guys, and uh, we'll be back next week again. Um, have no idea what we're going to talk about next week at this point. Uh, but again, if you're going to be a PRI, we're not talking about unicorns. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> uh, be on the lookout. Thirsty Goat Entertainment um, will be putting out a unicorn shirt uh, for the Ryan Bowling 2009 Memorial Track Championship. Um, <laughs> PRI. PRI. <laughs> PRI. Uh, if you're going to be a PRI, you know, hit us up. We're going to be up there. Love to love to chat with you. Um, you know, Matt will be up there for the weekend. Ryan yep. and I will be up there. Um, make sure you get with us. Uh, we're gonna we're looking to not only do some business and uh, you know move the needle a little bit, but we're also uh, looking to have a little good time. So we'll be looking forward to that. And uh, but tune in again next week. We appreciate everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll talk to y'all soon.